everyone. Welcome to the Drive Home Breakdown. I am one of your hosts, Tony Grice, and uh, I will be joined shortly by Brent Adams. Um, this is uh, this is the first proper breakdown I believe we've done in uh, uh, quite some time. And if there was any movie worth coming back for, it was Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yes, we uh, we finally went to see this little this little indie picture that could uh, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm hoping they make a little money off of it. You know, I hope I hope they do all right by this one, and maybe that makes lets them cobble together something else up. You know, who knows? We can cross our fingers. Um, Having said that, uh, you know, it is the, the weekend's kind of wrapping up. We've seen some of the numbers. Um, does not look like Ultron is going to quite edge out uh, the first Avengers movie for uh, largest opening weekend. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it would have been it would have been impressive if it had just because of the numbers that the first Avengers put up. I mean, it is number one uh, for, for a reason. Um, I think a lot of people speculate there's a lot of stuff going on on uh, – this Saturday uh, that uh, maybe maybe cut into uh, their their Saturday numbers a little bit, but uh, anyway, big movie. I, I'm sure they are still. I'm sure they're still happy with their. I don't know their piddly 188 million or whatever they end up making. Um, but uh, that is less the the important issue here. More important is how did we feel about the film. And uh, we had we had a lot of a uh, lot of interesting takes on it, uh, on this go round. So uh, we hope you enjoy it. And uh, here it is: our drive home breakdown of Avengers: Age of Ultron. The moment of the movie goes to Clinton Barton for his <laughs> for for the monologue he delivers in which he fantasizes about murdering Quicksilver and leaving him <laughs> leaving him in the ground. Nobody would ever know. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. I saw Ultron. Ultron. He, came, he came out of nowhere. I mean, I, you know, I'm already missing the guy. You know, what it was, you know I, I already miss him. That was that was a pretty big Whedon moment. It, it was, and it was great in the sense that um, that they it had more meaning than it appeared to even at the time. Like yes. at the time, it had a, a a very comical. I mean, it was. It was probably one of the best laughs of the the entire film, uh, if not the best. You know, it, it just yeah. it was. It was it was, was well timed. You kind of needed a break from the the drama and the action and everything that was going yeah. on at the time. You needed a little laugh, and it was perfect timing. But then, of course, that's who that's who saves up saves him, Barton. saving him. Yeah, I, you know, I got to be honest because I've been really good this time around. I haven't watched, I haven't read anything about anything. Yeah, the last thing I watched was probably the, the last. Like the second trailer, I guess maybe or whatever. Right. The last official one before like the TV spots and stuff started coming out a couple a month a month or so ago. Yeah. Anyway, I I was like, I think they might kill Hawkeye I, or, I or, really, or kill him in a set, yeah. like make it look like he's dead or whatever. I was leaning the same. Well, like when they started introducing his, his family, family like, oh, I'm like, fucked. this guy's dead. This guy's fucked. This guy's dead because like they only you know the only reason the only reason they show his family show here's how much he has to lose. Well, and they show that you know? scene where they give you, you like you think, well, maybe he's working for someone else, you know, like yeah. where he's on the phone, he's like, you know, it's just a girlfriend, yeah. yeah. And you're like, so they kind of build up those moments. I, I will say, just as an aside, I was kind, I was a little upset with the first maybe half hour of the movie or so, maybe, yeah. 
with his character. I didn't feel like they were giving him, him enough tension. Like I was right. like, there was even that shot where uh, when Tony well, is just like, oh, he's wounded. Oh, Hawkeye's uh, out of action again. Exactly. Like honestly, and I was like, it into a joke. Ex- yeah. And I almost thought, and I like you know, that. I've heard Jeremy Renner is not. He's probably the least uh, um, enthusiastic. Well, no, no, I wasn't even going to say enthusiastic, but like the least sort of happy with his place in the the Marvel world in a way. At least that's my take. Okay. And I think I've heard him say things mainly just because I think he wants, like, I think he wants a fucking Hawkeye movie, and he wants yeah. uh, more. He wants more to do. He got a lot to and do I, in this one. Well, but that's what I was going to say. Then they start really kicking in, and, and frankly, he ends up being he ends up being you know almost like Cap. You know, was in the first, or like he's like yeah. that, bind, that he's, binding he's like, thing that pulls, kind of like the heart and soul of the team. He really is, and yeah. like you know, especially even in that moment with with uh, Scarlet Witch, where he's like, you know, look, stay here, it's fine. I'll send your brother to pick you up and you know a little right. bit, but if you step out that door, you're an Avenger. Now, my my speech, my problems with the film that also was an, an, an issue that that illustrated too, which was you know, we we're, we're all of a sudden, we've we've gotten this bond, you know, in such a short period of time that you know, I, it was. A, I felt like some of the, I, well, I felt like the movie as a whole did feel quite, quite. Well, okay, this is the thing. I think a movie can feel fast and still makes and still work. Right. I actually felt like the movie broke down a little bit because of. I didn't feel like they were doing. I don't. I don't think that it was. Um. Played out as maybe as as well as it could have been. Like things just kind of fucking happened. Well, and shit just came about. And like you know, I mean, Martin it's, doesn't it's even like breakneck speed. Yeah, like, and not just not just in terms of like the oh the scenes are very short. Yes, and, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like the it's like the okay this happens and then this happens and then therefore this will happen. It's like this happens and you know like. A happens, B happens, and then C happens. It's like A to C. Yeah. I mean, it, it like the the just like the kind of the chain of event type things. Well, like like the creation of Ultron. I mean, you know, it's like it, uh, oh, we're going to the party. Start turn the lights off. Ultron's created. Like immediately, like yeah. And and even well, even the decision. Well, because like that one, I actually even thought that was okay. I thought the like just the 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 second that he decides to leave was when it happens. Whatever, that's right. fine. But it's. The decision making going into creating Ultron seemed to just sort of kind of come out of nowhere. It was like one scene Very fast. you hear, and it's like, let's take the uh, the evil bad guy technology. That's what we've been needing to power our robots. Right. What? Like, like I, I mean, I, I just I realize there is some logic Seems like there, but it just they didn't they didn't even give you time to to play that in your head. Like yeah. it was just like you know, it's like we're doing, we got to do it. We gotta fucking and then even at the end, I really will say I I actually did not like the scene where they create um, Vision because it's like okay look you do have to fucking explain yourself at this point right. yes you probably at this point probably are making the right decision you know T- Tony trying to make it happen or whatever but <laughs> but I mean he again is just I, I don't know I, I will say that like some of the decisions just sort of felt like. I don't know. I, I just I, I feel like I would have done them a little different. Not, I, not I think that's emblematic of the film overall. I mean, like yeah. overall, I kind of feel like the film. Yeah, I mean, it really moves at breakneck speed. I, I, I mean, there there are definitely quiet moments like and I'm okay the, with like the, uh, yeah. the after party and then like the stuff at at, uh, yeah. at Hawkeye's house. But for the most part, 
you know, the movie is just like bam, 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 bam. I mean, like even in this, but even that's not even what I have a problem with. Where they're gonna like create vision, no, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, I don't have a problem with that either. Like, I, I'm fine with I'm fine with the pace being what it is. But like, even in the scene where they're gonna create vision, like Tony around. doesn't really Tony doesn't really articulate it all that all that well. He's just saying, okay, like, look, you know, like we got to do this, we got to do this, and and Banner's the one that's like. You're telling me that you want to put, you know, this thing, you know, you want to put uh, Jarvis inside of this thing, and I'm like, like that. That in and of itself was like a pretty big leap. It, it was yeah. almost like, okay, we could explain this, yeah, but let's just jump to the end and the part yeah. where, the part where we we cram Jarvis into it. So, it, it, like, it, it almost felt like, it almost felt like they were like, look, we do not have time to explain it. We just have to say what we're going to do and then go. Yeah, and, and sometimes it doesn't bother me, and then other times it was kind of like Ehh. yeah. And I, and I will say it didn't bother me in, t- in the sense that like you know oh man they just they fucked this movie up. No, I will no, admit though, I it, it's one of those that but I like, thought about it while I, we were watching it. I thought about it, it. It did, and I will say I think it did impact my enjoyment a little bit because I was just sort of like fuck. All right, I mean like I know where they're going with it. It's not like I like you know couldn't comprehend what they were doing, but as a viewing experience. I think that it actually detracted a little bit from the film, especially since the film had some fucking amazing moments, and not it just did. like awesome fight scenes, but like had just like some some great character development, had some great, um, you know, sort of like humorous moments. There was like some really good humor. There was some, I, I will say also too, I think there was some not so great humor. I don't know. I I really thought the whole uh, watch your language thing. It was played. It was the weakest joke in the film. Well, the thing, the, the, the thing, I, even the very first time, like the very first time it's done, which which arguably it should have kind of had maybe the you know the most impact or whatever, and it just really was like, okay, I mean you know like, all right, that's kind of funny, you know, but not like, and then they keep going back to it and even to the very end, and it, it, it like. I don't know. It was just like somebody in the on the script team thought like this, and we'll come back to it yet again at the end. It's like yeah, that really wasn't that funny to begin with, but okay, yeah, fine, whatever. I mean, like structurally, I get how the joke works. You know, like we're going to keep setting this whole thing up. Cap doesn't like bad language, and then Cap's going to use bad language. I mean, yeah, mechanically that works. Yeah. And, and you know, there's a lot of movies that do that kind of that do that kind of joke. Um, I just, I, it just, I actually thought it, it just fell flat. I agree. I mean, like, it's the weakest joke in the film. Yeah. But, um, uh, not nearly as funny as the Eugene O'Neill reference. But, uh, <laughs> so, so now we'll say who is fucking Eugene there was like There was like one Eugene O'Neill fan. There's the a guy audience. that, like, I he mean, he lost his mind. He was like, in <laughs> <laughs> the theater. And, like, everybody else is like, I don't like, and I I'm talking like, like, maybe. It, it, I was like, yeah, we get it. Long day's journey into night. We get it. Like it's the name of it's the name of a play the guy wrote. You know, I mean, like it was mildly funny, but man, he lost <laughs> I his. Like, mind. I had no fucking clue, and I'm like, is that like <laughs> Gene O'Neill? Is that like a caterer? And like everybody knows who he is. Like, I just did. It, it was uh, it, that was funny though. The guy, the yeah. guy in our theater, he just really, lost. He it. liked it. He really liked that one a lot. Big Eugene maybe he's a big fan. Maybe he's a big fan. Yeah, maybe he's Eugene O'Neill. Maybe that. that maybe that was Eugene O'Neill. That was Eugene O'Neill. Hilarious! <laughs> ah, there you go. There's the money maker. Drop my name in there, <laughs> and then he just whipped his pants off and started masturbating. Uh, all right, so all right, so I, I think that we both agree that perhaps the 
uh, pacing might not be the right word, but perhaps, yeah, that's what I, I would say the, pacing. But perhaps the kind of like the the breakneck speed of certain narrative decisions. Yeah, uh, I think that we both agree that uh, that is um, that is something that we both thought maybe the movie suffered from a well, little bit. That's one thing. Like having said that, yeah. Uh, oh, do you want to talk about just, that more? Just real briefly, I just say the, okay, the only one, reason that, two, no. that it was going back to the first movie. Like the first movie, yeah. I felt like a lot happened succinctly, you know, and, and yeah. quickly. And they they fit a lot in in a short period of time. But yet, I never really felt like they. I, I felt like that it. It worked. They explained things. Is this, that El Bigot's Mexican Grill? Is that what I'm seeing here? <laughs> the Bigot's uh, Restaurant? What? The, uh, I, I don't know. I just, some, some, I, 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 it was one of those things that to me was weird. If it had been a different director, yeah. it would have made it maybe a little more sense. Like, oh, it just has this different, but like, it did not feel, it just, it didn't feel quite like the same, same team that's, let's say, worked on the first, on the first movie to me. But yeah, that's fine. So go ahead. What, I, what? I agree that the, the tone of the film is quite a bit different. It, one of the things that I was going to observe on the positive side is, in a way, although I might not have thought to articulate this at the time, it would have been very easy to watch the Avengers and say, here's the comic book movie we've been waiting our whole lives to see. But not very far into Age of Ultron, I was like, this is the comic book movie I've been waiting my whole life to see. In the sense that you do not have to do that whole origin story. Like, the characters have already got their origin stories in the solo films. The, the first Avengers movie is like the origin of the team. Yeah. So it's an origin story in and of itself. And, but th- this is the first time that you really get to kind of just do the team movie without having to build the team within the movie. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I turned, like, I don't know why, for some reason, it just really got to me, but after that first kind of big action scene where they, they assault the Hydra base and and uh, and all that, they're coming back, and the camera pans up and it's Avengers Tower, and I just kind of lost it for a second. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, it's Avengers Tower! Uh-huh. Ah! And, uh, I don't know, like, just that whole kind of, that whole sequence where they're just kind of coming back home, you know, settling down into their downtime and all that. Yeah. There's something about that that was really, really special to me. And I remember the, 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 when you and I talked about, it wasn't the first trailer. It was like, kind of like that. It was like trailer 1.5, the, the extended version of the first trailer that had, uh, you know, a quick cut of the scene where they're all trying to lift Thor's hammer. Mm -hmm. And I remember you and I talking about that endlessly. And, and I was just saying that, like, this is the thing that I would never expect to see in a movie. I would never expect a movie to... to I mean, it's the kind of thing you'd only think a comic book would do because a movie's so expensive, they're not going to waste time not doing something amazing, right? And I just... I thought it was such a cool idea, and like, oh, man, it's just like, you know, funny, the Avengers in their downtime, you know, trying to lift Thor's hammer, it's not going to happen... Uh, blah blah blah, yeah. and and it play and like that scene plays out in the film. It also that scene has got, I think, my favorite Stanley cameo to date. It was pretty good. Number yeah. one because he gets to say Excelsior, Excelsior, yeah. very drunk. <laughs> but number two because Stanley is a veteran. Yeah, and and it was sort of an acknowledgement of that, and I thought Absolutely. that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that scene plays in the film, and it's very fun, and you know, and then you know they introduce Ultron, and suddenly the story's kind of off and running. But 
in in much the same way that you're kind of talking about with that uh, that that you know that joke uh, with Hawkeye that you know later comes back being very poignant. Yeah. Uh, that scene ends up doing the exact same thing later on when they're you know debating whether or not they can trust Vision, and Vision picks up Thor's hammer and hands it to him and says you know we got to go right now. Yeah. It's like discussion over. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the and the reason that it the reason it says so much without saying anything is because of that scene. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. it's so well constructed. I mean, you know, Whedon is a fantastic writer. Even I think even people who, you know, aren't necessarily fans of his material recognize that he has craft. Yeah. And uh, and that scene is I think very very emblematic of something that he's very good at, which is showing you something and getting you to laugh about it and yeah. being very ridiculous and then showing it to you from a different point of view and kind of, you know, breaking your heart and making you cry. It's so beautiful. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think that entire that entire sequence uh, is it's a better it's a better sort of endearing the team to you piece than than anything you know because even the action sequences in this one to be this time around to be honest you know they were very cool yep. but they were not my favorite part of the movie like my favorite part of the movie was the character whereas, whereas I could actually say some of the action sequences say from the first Avengers film were actually kind of like some of your favorite, sort of the pinnacle type stuff of the of the film that I really like. So I, I don't know. This one, you know, it was, it was uh, nice to see them do that. That whole um, sequence, uh, you know, the, the fight sequence, kind of prior to that, where they're you know uh, attacking the Hydra base. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very cool that that shot they show from the trailer, but it, it does sort of work a little better within the long form. You know, yeah. where you see them all doing their own sort of, you know, bits and pieces and whatnot until they, they kind of, uh, you know, all come in that one shot where they're coming across. That really was really cool. I mean, it, 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 it was great. Good, you know, the, so it worked very well. The thing, that, the thing that I was thinking about that is that, like, in the first movie, you've got, like, that Avengers shot. It's like that continuous tracking shot yeah. through the city as they're all kind of working together, helping each other out, fighting yeah. off the Chitauri. And I thought it was, it was a very... I think, you know, it's a very good idea to, like, basically start the film with that shot all over again. Well, it, all, it reminded me of that, that shot where they first truly sort of come together as a team, where it pans around them and you see all of them, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. the fronts of their faces. Like, that shot where they all kind of come to screen was was that moment, you know, and it was just a, a really, uh, a really, they did a good job. Uh, again, it kind of, that, that, that scene didn't work for me in a few elements, just when it's, it's like the... I don't know that. I thought the dialogue from uh, what's his name, the, the was Baron whatever, Baron von Struka. Uh, I I didn't I, I didn't find that particularly funny. I loved you know extra number four, the guy you know that's like they're the Avengers, like you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So can, can our men hold them off? They're the Avengers. They're, but he hesitates. He's like, they're, they're the Avengers. Like, like, are you, like, did you not hear me? You fucking stupid. You know. And then, and then, like, doesn't he? Isn't he also the one that later says, like, you know, so he's like, good, 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 good talk. It was not good. <laughs> like, I actually thought those were pretty, pretty funny and small enough. Whereas I thought, like, the whole again, a line that just sort of fell flat was like the whole like. Never, never give up. Never surrender. I'm going okay, to surrender. we're going to surrender. You know, it felt it felt a little contrived. I don't know. It just it just didn't. I, and for some reason, I feel like in a way it was almost the delivery. Not not criticizing the actors, but just right. it just 
it, it didn't, I don't know, just for whatever reason it didn't carry for it. But if it makes you feel any better, Baron Von Strucker is not showing up in another one of these fucking movies. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I was very surprised by that. I was very surprised they killed him off just because. Yeah, I was very surprised they didn't do anything with him, really. Yeah, that's the I thing. Mean, I mean, you know, he's he's a pretty major he's a pretty major villain. Well, but even if they had done something with him in this film and killed him off, it would have I would have. But I mean, it's like they didn't even. He, he really, he was not, he was, he was, I mean, basically he was in a tag scene. He was in a tag scene, and he was in, like, two scenes of this movie. Yeah. And then they killed him well, all. Well, to be honest, it reminded me a little bit of that uh, the guy from um, Winter Soldier who uh, fights Cap. And, you know, can kind of go toe-to-toe oh, yeah. to toe with him. Batrock. And we're sitting like, you know, like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Right. And... Thankfully, he's gone. Everybody else knew and told us. And but I mean, the whole point is like you—you you just have a character who is a character and yeah. has some weight in the world, not as maybe as big as the other players. Not Batrock, but, but yes. they don't. Well, but I'm saying they don't even like you. Don't even know that you're just like okay. So this is just some fucking rant. Like like to me, I'm saying look, even looking at it from like someone who doesn't really care about the background, you know, just just a. a a mom and dad that are watching the movie with their kids or something like that. Like, they just don't... They don't kind of even give you kind of any sort of uh, narrative to understand, like, okay, Captain America can fight fucking Ultron at, at some point, yeah. and he's going toe-to-toe with this paramilitary guy. Like, you know you know what I mean? They just... they, they I don't think they did a great job of that, and I felt like that's the way they tra- treated, uh, treated his character. It was just sort of like, he's just there, yeah. and that's it, you know? Yeah, uh... But, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just didn't. I did not expect. Uh, I did not expect them to uh, to kill him off in this movie. And, I thought that. And who knows? They, you, we could find that's a doctored photo or something. I mean, you know, they yeah. they could do something else if they if they really truly because we you know to be honest, we never saw him killed. That's very we saw, true. Like a, you know, an image I, the of. last time you see him is Cap knocking him unconscious, and then yeah. And then, and then, and then the doctored photo. Uh, yeah. He's in the witness protection. Like the that's what they Bansky do. That's what they do. Work in the background. Right. Another, another one. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but uh, I was surprised by that. I, yeah. I, I assumed. I, I really thought. Well, what I thought was going to happen is they were going to um, they were going to set him up in this film, and then he was going to exactly. go on to become like a big bad, like in Agents of Shield or something like that. Although, Which, I think the guy he's talking to. I, 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 I'd have to go and look at the credits to see if it's the same actor, but I think the guy that he was talking to, like, was like, I'm going to surrender. I think that guy yeah. is, uh, is is an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think he's kind of the guy that's uh, that they're going up against right now. Okay. Um, yeah, somebody said that, you know, they're that they're expecting sort of a, like, like uh, Winter Soldier connection, you know, like how you come back episode. from... I, I would expect that there's going to be an episode where it's going to be like... Colson and his team helping out Nick Fury get the air carrier. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's going to be the episode. Is like you know we got to get this air carrier working right now. <laughs> Nobody can know Colson's still alive. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I yeah. yeah oh, I, spoiler I, I, warning: Colson's still alive. <laughs> you can all follow this fucking TV show. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I I was I was a little surprised by that too. I just thought I thought they might have left themselves a little more opening for, for potential down the, the road with that. I. Um, Talk about some of the stuff you like, because there's a lot to like here. Yeah, I, I will say I liked the biggest thing that I liked. I liked the interaction between the team. Like I thought a lot of the things going on, the you know relationship between yeah. um, uh, between uh, Black Widow and, and Hulk was 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 you know kind of neat and kind of interesting, and how the whole you know sort of 
she she's calming him down to bring him sort of down off of it, and, and sometimes pissing him off to you know get get him to turn again and whatnot. And I like how they left it where like it, it you. you get the feeling that he's going to stay the Hulk for a while, you know, at least that's yeah. the version I got, you know, kind of like, almost like in the one, I can't, I can't remember the, the uh, issue, but like when they combined the green and gray Hulks and yeah. he just stayed the Hulk for, for quite some time. Yeah. Um, I, I, that, that's the impression I sort of took away. And you know, what? I, the thing I like about that is I feel like maybe that's a, maybe that's an opening for a, for an individual Hulk film, you know, or something. Yes. At, at, a Hulk film where he is the Hulk. One, yeah, exactly. More than twice. And, and I like how he kept talking about where could he go after all of this, and I'm just like, you know, maybe they do fucking Planet Hulk or something. Maybe they do fucking... Do it. You know, fucking whatever. I mean, like, do, do something it. crazy, you know? Uh, but anyway, I, I enjoyed that. I liked the, the you know, kind of bantering between Thor and, and Tony and, you know, the, the whole sort of, like, she is better, though. You know, like, yeah. oh, that, <laughs> yeah. that whole back and forth yeah. and... Um, Cheadle, uh, che- I, I, Cheadle actually, I will Cheadle give him credit. Had some, had some had some decent stuff in there. Um, they didn't have uh, didn't have Mackie enough Falcon. There. Yeah. Didn't have enough Falcon. Uh, Print the check or what is he saying? Cut the check. Cut the check. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, like that's what you do. You do a good I, job. You get your money right then. I'm not gonna lie. I was hoping he was gonna say that. I hope that like he came in. He's just <laughs> like, 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 like he, he like, throws him through a, a well, check like, cashing place. They're playing pool. Something. Like they're playing oh, pool. He's right. like, he's like, plunk. Cut the, cut check. the check. Like right there. That would have been perfect. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I, I kind of hope that. Well, I kind, I kind of got my wish and I didn't. Like when they, when they, when they showed. When they showed Cheadle and him, I was like, "Now I bet they're going to get into trouble later on. And they're going to need backup." Yeah, yeah. And I expected, you know, Falcon and, and War Machine to show up. War Machine shows up, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, I thought no the Falcon. same thing." I, I I kept expecting like that. Like when when Tony ends up flying up, I thought that was Falcon for a second, like right. just for a split second. I was like, "Yeah, there you go. Now he's going to come in and have a little one liner or something." But no, not the case. Um, but. Then they close at the film, and it's like, oh, yeah, Falk is an Avenger now. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> no problem. I, I, I was thinking, too, that one of the other things that uh, that I did like is I I really, I don't know. I, I They did a good job with, um, I'm trying to think how to put it, like the... The, the best part to me in the, in the whole film is just like, you know, we, we got to really see Ultron, someone who really sort of seemed threatening. Although I will admit, it, it's sort of, I don't know, it's, I, he, he didn't become quite as menacing as I sort of thought he would be. It was, it was almost, he almost started to become played a little too much for... For laughs? For laughs, to a degree. I mean, like, he still was threatening, but, you know, it wasn't like they just made him a, a joke. Right. But, like... Uh, and I know that, you know, the whole thing with his character is that he is kind of, you know, he is... He's insane. He, he's insane, you know, he, but I... He has problems. He is James Spader. James Spader is still perfectly, <laughs> a perfect Perfectly cast. It. I still maintain that he basically just played his character from The Office uh, in in this movie, but... Um, did you ever see his run on The Office? Uh, he, no, no, you and I talked about. Oh that, my I, god! Not, you need to watch it if you want to see more Ultron. Watch the head. Watch, watch his season on The Office because it's yeah. basically it's the basically same character. That. But um, anyway, I, I really enjoyed his take on it. I thought, I thought it was really good. Um, it felt, I, I don't know, like all the all the robots, you know, again, kind of became like the Chitari, like it just became the cannon fodder mm-hmm. around. And like the actual battle with the end villain, a.k.a. Loki or a.k.a. Ultron, did seem to let me down just a hair. Like, you know, just it didn't, right. 
I don't know. You, you, I don't. Do you want that like that that really final moment to just be so so good? And it was not bad, but it wasn't. You know, and we even kind of had it, it kind of got spread out a bunch across a bunch of different things. You know, they, yeah, there were, there were sort of multiple. They melt his face. They punch stages. him. Uh, then Hulk comes in and punches him into a train. Then she tears out she his tears heart. His heart out. That that his one little, was the his most little robot heart. His little robot heart. Which doesn't mean anything. I don't know if she knows that. Does she understand that that means really nothing? I mean, she, <laughs> although she did give him the 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 like, I guess the the sense. You know, she put it into his head what it feels like to die. Yeah, because uh, she uh, felt her her brother die, which I actually hopefully I, I was that really hurt a lot. Yeah, hopefully so. I was I was. You remember way back when? Way way back when? When we when? saw the first trailer, way back. Oh, okay. This is a cool playground. I had to take C here. Look at this. All kinds of fun colors. I see. I see at least twelve slides. <laughs> anyway, uh, back on back on subject. My point, though, is that um, I <laughs> I uh, remember saying that I expected somebody on the team to die in this movie. Uh, I, 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 was, I actually don't even remember that. So you, so you thought you were pretty sure. I was sure go. they were. I, I was sure they were going to kill somebody off, and. And I, uh, I, I didn't know who, but I just kind of felt like, you know, like it feels like, I mean, like certainly like the tone in, of the movie that they're presenting in the trailer is that, you know, like the Avengers just, just got taken down a notch by Ultron. Yeah. And I figured that that was going to be him killing one of them, uh, despite, you know, despite their best efforts to the contrary. And in a sense that happened, but I, I, I expected it to be like you know one of the original team. I expect, frankly, I expected it to be fucking Hawkeye. Um, but it, yeah. and like like I said, like when they started introducing his family, I was oh, like, yeah. "Yep, here it well, comes. I'm, Get I'm, ready for it." I'm not gonna lie. Prior to the movie, I don't know that I would have thought, if anything, what I thought they might do is something like get you really ingratiated to the Vision character, maybe, and then have him killed off, but yet, you know, his memory, his bank is still, you know, yeah. somewhere we can pull we it back can, later. Rebuild it. You know, do, do something, you know, uh, like that where you, you don't have to worry too much about, you know, what what is really happening. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I will say, like, I totally, as I'm watching the film, felt like that about Hawkeye. Like, I was, I, I one... They didn't show him barely at all in the beginning of the movie, and then they start to show like all this, you know, the things like that's not good. This, this is, yeah, this doesn't look like, like this it's doesn't going both well. And I know that was completely misdirection, you know, for for getting you thinking that way, yeah. and then you know, t- turning it, you know, going turning it around, direction. and which was great. I thought it was, it, was a, it was a great touch. It also, to be honest with you, made me like Hawkeye more. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I like agree. just I didn't I had no not, not to say that I thought uh Renner was doing like a poor job of the character but oh, just Renner's it was great. just very there just wasn't anything there. There just wasn't anything there and for, now there for is. to do and now there totally is. Yeah. And and it really um, he actually went from like the you know beginning of the movie I I okay. Who whatever cares? he's he's just another guy there. And at the end of the movie probably I, I would almost say maybe it was my favorite character from the movie. Just yeah. as as a as a whole, taken taken as a whole as to everything that happened. I would to agree him. with that. I thought I, I thought that they, they really got, you know, like Hawkeye being uh like a really important you know, part kind of the of, team. Like a, yeah, a, like a component a really important, of the team. A really is. important component of the team. And in terms of, you know, motivation and, you know, kind of like what he's there for and Yeah. Uh, I, I liked all that quite a bit. I also think, I mean, he's got some of the he's got some of the best moments in the movie, some of the funniest moments in the movie. We talk about the whole, you know, I could I, nobody would know. 
Nobody, Nobody would know. <laughs> and that, that's really funny, but um, that... Uh, the beginning of that of that you know if you walk out this door you're an Avenger speech is hysterical where he's he's saying you know like this city is flying yeah, this oh city is flying we're fighting an army of robots and, and I've a, got a bow and arrow none of this makes sense none of this makes sense that, I was like that's, that's, yeah I forgot that that was the best cool. line probably the film until until, until after uh, that, yeah. that so yeah he really he really did I, I, I had forgotten that line that was hilarious um, they gave him a lot of fun, to, uh, a lot of fun stuff to work with. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I really liked uh-huh. is I really like sort of seeing like the continuation of the relationships uh, from the first movie, like how certain things have, have progressed. I mean, obviously we've seen we've seen Natasha and Steve together in Winter Soldier. And there is a, a gag about that as well. Yeah, there is, and and also there, there was that cool uh, there was that cool moment where Mackie was talking about the missing persons case, which is obviously them looking for Bucky. Oh yeah, you yeah. know it's a. I mean, again, like just like really cool. You know, if yeah. you've seen the movie, you know what they're talking about. Uh, but they don't they don't hit you over the head with it. You know, it's it's well handled. But anyway, like the way that uh, the way that Steve and Natasha were in Winter Soldier. Uh, the fact that they do have a flirtatious relationship that neither of them uh, neither of them has is, any intention has of, any intention yeah. of you know doing anything about and and, and also the, even kind of plays to her role to a degree like yeah. n- like not saying that there is nothing behind what she does but it does kind of make you he's like I've seen her what was has he said he's, he's like her. I've seen her flirt I've seen up her close flirt. Yeah, up what do you close. mean up close. Um, but you also know that that's sort of that's one of her that's, that's, skills. That's, that's right. you know to, his, to one to of her things. So. But uh, I do I like I like that whole thing at the bar during the party too, where they're talking and, and you know it's yeah, that's it's great. It's just, it's just a great little scene. It's like you know what's a, what's a girl like you do a play like this that, that whole thing you know. Yeah, and, done me wrong. yeah, I I thought it was I thought it was really. Uh, it was just—it was a sweet moment. It was a really nice moment between the it was two. Great. Of them. I like the fact that I like the fact that you know, he—he uh, he being Banner, uh, he and Natasha have a pretty contentious relationship with the first Avengers film. You know, given that you know she's the one that's kind of sent in to recruit him, he doesn't trust her. She lies to him. Uh, it's just us here. He almost kills her in the bowels of yeah. the helicarrier, and the fact that that you know that. that those events have have happened, and now we see they're kind of getting closer together. Like that's cool. Yeah. I, I really, I think that I think it really does carry weight. I mean, the fact that the fact that Hulk does leave, uh, you know, because Banner is so dis- distressed over uh, over that uh, that uh, rampage he goes on, it carry it carries weight. Like if if they didn't have a relationship and Hulk just left. You, you, oh, I have no. You wouldn't no think about it at all. Just yeah. be like, yeah, okay. Hey, he's he's going to calm down again. Yeah, yeah for a while. But uh, it actually does. Uh, it actually does mean something. Also, the relationship between Thor and Cap. Yeah, you know they're, they're closer together. That's what I was about to touch on. Is that the one one of the things I liked the most about the film was I loved how it really did feel. Because I will say, as a, you know, as an outsider looking in, you know, even when I was a kid, I always kind of wondered, like, you know, how these are these are all superheroes, and yeah. why, you know, what is going to make them take orders from? You could almost argue one of the 
weakest physically, you know, or, or, or you know what I mean, like doesn't have magical abilities, like, a, you know, isn't a god, you know, isn't all these sorts of things, and he kind of, you know, it, it sort of made you think sometimes, like, you know, what, and and that's why, like, the first movie, you know, that, that contentious sort of, not, not begrudgingly, but almost like a reluctance to, and then it's just sort of like, okay, we get now why, I love this movie cemented that, like, it's just, they listen to him. They trust him. They know he's going to make the best decisions in, in the in the moment. But I also like how, like you know, Thor. You know, Thor listens to him the whole time, and then at one point he's like, "We've got to find it, so I'm leaving." You know, it, it's and not like in a "fuck you, I'm not listening to you" kind of way, but in just a way, it's like, like "Okay, I've got something I need I, to do. I have to do now." You know, when we're when when we're together, I, I I'm listening, but you know, at this moment we're. I've got to do something else. It's, I, I don't know. I just thought that the balance of that, those relationships really worked well. Like it just, I think so. It felt very, it felt real. It, it felt very, um, natural as opposed to sort of a forced, um, kind of sense to it. I think that I'm, I'm going to be jumping ahead. I don't need to be in this lane. Do I, is this, is this the turn or is it the next one? Uh, I can't even see. This is what I get for never coming this way. Um, I, I have to say that one of the things, uh, although I'm skipping ahead a bit, is the movie ended much differently than I thought it would. Yeah. Like, I really expected, and, and I'm, I'm thinking this might even be on, maybe it's like on our Winter Soldier, was that the one that we saw with Ace? And What are you talking about, though? I'm sorry. Okay, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but the ending of this film, it wound up in a much different place than I thought it would. I really thought that the ending of this film would go would go dark. Yeah. I, I thought that, that this movie would end with the team fractured down the middle, uh, you know, Cap and Tony at each other's throats, just, you know, just like barely, uh, just barely... Barely able to pull it together to, to sort of, you know, finish... You know, able to be in the same room, to, you know, just barely able to tolerate each other. Uh, that was what I, that was what I kind of expected, and I thought, well, you know, that'll kind of set up Civil War. Yeah. Uh, which obviously, they end, they actually end on a high note, they end in a pretty good place. Well, but they and, do still end up fractured, though. Well, and that's what I was going to say, okay. but it, like, the cracks are there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, but, but in a, in a, in a positive way, you know, and I will, I will say, this was probably closer to what I thought it would be. I think I agree with you, I, I, I think I would have... I think I would have guessed that it would have ended just slightly darker, um, just you know, just to sort of you know, lay a little more groundwork for the for the next one. But um, it, in all honesty, I think it ended pretty pretty similar to what I would have uh, what I would have expected. I um, I really I, I like you know I like the way that Tony you know essentially is doing what he said he was going to do at the end of Iron Man three. Yeah, which is he's not going to be Iron Man anymore. Yeah, which he's not going to make any more Iron Man suits. Work out. Oh wait, no, no, he didn't. Well, it's just like there, there was a, there was a, I think William Vell. I can't remember. Uh, that might not be his name, but anyway, somebody that listens to the show, he it's commented. Tell, he commented on the last episode, and he was, uh, he was saying that that the events of Iron Man three directly set up uh, Age of Ultron, or that was his impression from the trailer. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, I maintain that Marvel is basically trying to retcon Iron Man three out of existence. Like all of the major plot points that that film makes that might have repercussions in the oh, broader that's, that's Marvel Cinematic Universe. All of the major plot were there a lot were of alter plot. Were there major plot points? Sorry. But any anything that happened in Iron Man three that might have repercussions 
on down the line in the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're reversing course on. Uh, yeah, they, Why they, they do? Sort Tony of Stark is no longer Iron Man because he blew up all his suits. Yeah, uh, you know, fucking Adrian Killer is just the Mandarin, and yeah, they, uh, I, I do not expect Pepper Potts to show up, you know, with superpowers in a future film. Yeah, on down the line. I mean, yeah, it, it, really it, it, it will. It'll be like this. We're talking about a small line, like you know, still working on the missing crew. It's gonna be like that's gonna be like, oh yeah, I came with serum fixed her. So uh, we moved on to you know, like it's gonna yeah. be this. I, I think they well, are. They did that, like it. It, it, in the in the in the in, isn't I can't speak I can't talk about this right now isn't that one of the things that they cover in the voiceover at the end of Iron Man three like where oh, he's, you know where he's getting you, a surgery right. and he's like oh I and I developed right. a serum yeah, for pepper I, I they really, already did that I tend to black out near the end of that film well the, anyway they, the only reason but they, they do sort of, I wouldn't even say they retcon it they just sort of gloss over it yeah like like it's not even like they go back and say like you know this. Like they're, it's not even like they're actively saying this didn't happen. I do think that they're just sort of saying like, I yeah okay, you know, just let's go over here. Right. Look, look over here. Don't pay attention to what my hands doing over here, kind of thing. Misdirection. Um, but anyway, the, I, I bring this up not to just bash on Iron Man three, which I'm sure people have had their fill of. Um, but uh, I bring it up because I, I, I was just going to ask the question: Do you think? Is there any direct link between Iron Man 3 and this movie in your mind? Do you think that you could skip Iron Man 3 entirely yes. and this movie would yes. still make and this yes. movie would still make sense? Yes. Like do you think that it you need to see that that extra story of Tony Stark's nope. for anything in this movie? No. Nope. And and I really say I, I was saying it jokingly a second ago, but but honestly, I don't. I don't feel like but but in fairness, and I, I will say to to some degree I don't know that you would, would say the same thing about the second Iron Man movie, if I'm honest. I mean, yeah. like, a lot of the movies they do, you don't have other, to Other see. than the War Machine thing, yeah. Well, yeah, but, he, you know, again, I, I guess I guess it's just, you know, what, what is your definition? Do you have to see it to understand? I think if you hadn't seen it and, and this character came up, you'd kind of be like, okay, who's that? But he's also not a critical part to the story, so it's, right. you know. What, if, sort of, what about the second Thor film? Like, does the second Thor film? feed into this in any way that you can think of. Because um, Loki doesn't show up. That was yeah. like the... That was I was a little surprised we didn't have even a you know, cameo or something. Well, I think they shot something because the one spoiler that I had going in, mm-hmm. I managed to avoid everything except a story, I think yesterday, that they had shot a scene with Loki and then they cut it from the film. So, like, I knew going in there was going to be no Loki. Yeah. Uh, although we did get a Heimdall cameo, which is nice. Well, we got Heimdall. We got, um, you know, Stellan Skarsgård was, was back. Yes, had, I can uh, always use more Stellan Skarsgård. Well, you know, the thing I did kind of like is it, it, this did feel like maybe one of the largest, you know, casts of cameos we've, we've ever had. I mean, we had just about every other component to a lot of those those characters. We yeah. had Agent Carter was in it. We had Heimdall. We had... Um, uh, you got, try to think who else. You we, got Agent Hill. You got Nick, Nick we, Fury. Nick Fury. We got the. You've got the. Uh, you've you've got, got the, the courageous uh, Shield computer technician <laughs> from so Winter Soldier. I, I, I think you are right. You said that that's the guy from, uh, from Winter Soldier. I couldn't tell for sure. Yeah, and it did seem like it. And we got. The, well, hey, we know he's loyal. And well, yeah, exactly. Because Crossbones almost blew his fucking head off. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, I did. I really, I really dug that. I thought that was very cool that everybody, everybody, everybody except came for back. Pepper Potts, she was kind of a notable absence. That was a little, a little odd. And it actually, you know, I, I will say that actually is a good point. That whole scene where they're saying like, "Why did you not bring Pepper? Why did you not bring uh, 
why didn't you bring Jane? Jane. It's like, yeah, why didn't you? And, and I almost, I'm not going to lie, I almost thought they were going to start maybe a line of they maybe Pepper and Tony were separated for some reason. Or well, maybe, oh, I thought like like maybe Pepper and Jane have become lovers. Oh, that's where your mind always Oh, is. yes. The, yes. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry they're not here. <laughs> but uh, did you case. not? Did you get that impression? At all? Like, I, I thought it was a little like the their, the way they even talked in the scene was kind of like, yeah, she's not. Like, it, it almost seemed like they were at the time. I mean, now I don't. Well, he created that, more Iron Man suits. Of course, he's on the outs. Okay. I mean, their relationship was dependent upon him blowing up his Iron Man suits. He's created more Iron Man suits, therefore... He created, he created the biggest one they've had so far. He's into hey, you know, that's another, i got to be honest. That is actually one thing I just realized. Remember kind of how, admittedly, one of the best moments of Iron Man 3... The Hulkbuster. ...was the Hulkbuster armor, which wasn't really the Hulkbuster armor. You know, really. it wasn't the thing we ended up seeing in this one. We thought it was I mean, it was... It was I mean, saw this movie. I don't know. You know, it's just, named Veronica. Get yeah. it? Anyway, I uh, I don't know. I, I, it was it was it was kind of like you know that was a cool moment there, and that really wasn't even the thing that I think we thought it was, which was the armor we see right. in this movie. I was reading uh, I was reading some news stories after after the movie finished before we started the podcast. Yeah, I was just flipping through news stories, and I saw I saw a headline that. That really had me laughing because I had not put it together, but uh, basically it was talking about how the Marvel Cinematic Universe seems to have a real Empire Strikes Back fetish yeah. with, with the lopping off of hands. And bit, I got yeah. to thinking about like all the people who have lost hands in these movies. Yeah, I mean, like even even Thor, like in the second movie, you're like like it's an illusion. Yeah, but, like Loki cuts his freaking hand off, and uh, and obviously the, the the big moment in this film is is Andy Serkis's. I, I don't want to necessarily call it a cameo, but certainly it was it's not a, a very yeah, much more than a cameo. But I mean, it wasn't. It's a brief appearance as uh, as Claw, the master of sound, and he's gonna he's like he's missing a hand now, so he can have a claw. <laughs> so they set that whole thing up. Yeah, I guess actually that would be a good thing to talk about too. One of the other kind of I guess under the radar sort of references is that uh, Wakanda. I can I can never pronounce it, but anyway the. Like the nation where Black Panther's from, oh, okay. they mention that by Wakanda name. Or something like that. Yeah, Wakanda. Wakanda, Wakanda. They, they they mention that nation by name. Yeah, and obvi- and we know they're going to do a Black Panther film, so obviously yeah. there's they're just laying a little bit of groundwork. Presumably, Andy Serkis and the whatever prosthetic limb he creates for himself could be uh, the main protagonist. You know, maybe there. Presumably, we're going to see we're going to see him return and, and be menacing Black Panther. Can I, can I point out one of my my most nagging little yes choice. why why did it take pretty much just as long for Quicksilver to grab the piece of candy and come back you know they did like the swoosh swoosh and I'm like you or, or he could have just grabbed it I, I honestly I know it sounds goofy but when he said do you want a piece of candy I, what I wanted to see was them cut back and him have one in his mouth right yeah I, I thought that would have been brilliant it I think that would just such an easy like you know him him just you see it like You're in right. the, the corner of his mouth as opposed fire. to the whole Swish, swish. And I'm like, dude, he's like two feet away. He could have just been. I could have done it that fast, or, or done it like you just you you see him eating the candy, and then you see the bowl like like rolling, yeah. like he like he bumped it or something. Yeah, I mean, just such a goofy little thing. I was like, why did you make that choice? Like, like you needed to spend more on your fucking CG budget to do that little shot. 
Were they trying to get a And it wasn't scene? even as funny. It was, like, I think it could have been a better scene. I agree. Scene. It would have been funnier if they, they had just cut back to him. He's, like, you know, eating it. Yeah, yeah. Were they trying... The one thing that I was wondering, like, they're trying to get across that, like, you know, he, his metabolism burns faster, so he's got to, like... He's got to, like, you know, I need calories. Well, I'm not like, buddy, really. get some protein. I think they just played it as, like... Because like, he says a line right for, like, at the, the very first part of it, it's really tense. Yeah. Then he says something like, yeah, the Andy Serkis' character says something that sort of lightens it a little bit. And uh, and then he eats the candy, which is sort of, like, just, just almost... Uh, you know, almost to, like, lighten the end of the Diffuse the situation a little bit. So I don't even think they were playing up on, like, the he was doing it because he needs the, the energy, which it would make complete sense, you know. Um, I don't know. It, it's just a weird stylistic choice. That was, that was, I guess, the thing that 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 did frustrate me a little bit the movie, about the movie is there's a lot of really little things, that you, a lot of the humor pieces that I just, I felt like actually kind of, I, I really just kind of wish some a second person gone behind me like, hey, I think it'd be better to do this, or hey, let's try Give me that line one more time, a, a little different way, or something. Like yeah. a lot of little things that that just sort of fell flat on a movie that was so good. I mean, because it really was. It was it was awesome. Um, but like, I, I keep going back to the first Avengers just because I, the Avengers. I don't. I'm not saying that it's the perfect film, but I do think that it it nailed everything really well. Like everything, you know, the, yeah. the jokes were. were really good and stuff, and, and in this one, some of them were good, and some of them weren't, and it just, I don't know, it, it almost felt like it needed, like, a second, uh, just one, one second more, go one more pass and some, yeah. some of these jokes. I agree, I mean, there were a number of jokes, well, I mean, like I said, like, the whole, like, you know, Cab not using bad language thing, I mean, that whole, uh, I just didn't think it'd do, I, I, I get the uh, the concept, and well, I don't. I, mean, and like, I think it could have been totally Avengers fine. Film, in the first Avengers film, after you know Stark falls back through the the wormhole, Cap says, "Son of a bitch," you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like if they had never used profanity at all. Yeah. Maybe it would. Maybe it would play. And even the whole like you know, uh, what was it flying monkeys? I, I got that reference. I got that like that whole yeah. playing on his his na- naivete, naivete or whatever you know to, to some of the kind of current things. Right. You the the joke is fine, and I know I keep harping to some of it like whatever. It just wasn't funny. Move on. But I just it's one of those things like yeah, but they did it five times in the movie. Like they came back to it like three or four more times. And just it, it, to me for a movie that had some great. Comedic lines in it. Right. It just it sort of felt like some of them. I'm like, did you not? Did you did you watch that after you're done editing and think like, yep, nailed it. You know, like I just I don't see how you could. But I, I think I mean, you know, you lose objectivity on stuff like that. I mean, because like you know that line ceases being funny to you after you know, the, the second time you read it. In the, it. Like yeah. after the second time you read it in the script, it's no longer funny to you. And you That's just, true. And you just hope like, oh, I hope it's as funny as I thought it was That's when probably I wrote it. I'll. Um, I'll give you that. So, I, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll give them that too. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think about like other things I really wanted to hit on. I was a little, I was a little surprised that the uh, character, the Doctor Cho character, the uh, Korean yeah. actress, that, but you know, I, I had been you know she's been doing press with like the whole team, right? And she really wasn't a big part of the film. I mean, a, a critical part. I'm not saying like you could have right. done the movie without it, but it wasn't. Not a lot of screen time. Yeah, and not a lot of I don't know, like like a depth to it. Like I kind of I kind of expected to see. So like I'm I'm assuming she survived. You know, although that is one of those things that blows me away. Like Ultron, you know, destroys. She was wounded. Know, 
Yeah, yeah. But it was I mean, a flesh wound. But she's a normal human being that was zapped with his, you know, energy. I mean, you say that, that she's that normal, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. you know, she's a beautiful woman, and therefore, yeah, she's pervious to harm. I, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of like South Korean entertainment. I, I watch a lot of like right. variety shows and stuff, and so you, I've seen tons and tons of press, like when they did uh, press over in uh, South Korea for the film, and it's just going people going crazy, and I, and I know. That's a lot of times why they make some of these decisions. I mean, not not saying like that. Yeah, know, she didn't do a perfectly good job. I, I, right, but, I got you. But I know they do it to like bring in new new bring in new audience new audiences. That's why that in sequence in Age of Extinction happens in China. Exactly, because, and, and, and it works because you look sure. at the numbers, and that movie did better in China than it did in I think any other country actually. Yeah. It, and and it, so I understand sort of decisions like that, but I, I was a little surprised that there wasn't. A little more to it, like I don't know. I just and, and maybe that. And again, I, I don't know. You know, we. But who's to say that she's not going to be a, an important figure? That's what I was saying. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like maybe, maybe, and maybe she is already a character that a lot of people know. I thought I read that she was one created for this movie, but I could be wrong. No, I, but, I, I think she is based on a comic character, but like, okay. I don't know. If she's like all that special, but it seems to me, I'm wanting to say that I think that her son is somebody is somebody big in the comics, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not 100 percent certain on that. Um, so anyway, I, I, I just I was a little surprised. I was expecting a little more from that role. Um, I actually really thought we would see the see Vision so more he, in the film and earlier right. in the film. Yeah, I mean, you know, earlier and therefore more because um, it could have been earlier and, and not as much, and that would have sucked and, too. And what did what did Thor do? Thor, uh, because Quicksilver cut the power, Thor yeah. used the lightning to re-energize, just to, it, just to give it a power, it. give okay. it a power supply so that it could finish loading. Okay, that was what Thor did. Uh, it connected anything? So what was it loading at that point? Lightning. <laughs> it, was, it was already in there. It, it just needed the power to just a weird to keep going. That was a, a perfect example again of like I just felt like they were kind of rushing the scene for maybe not the best reason, you know, for for any real reason. Like the, was that the, the first? Battle. Was that the first real big throwdown since since Thor and Iron Man and Cap got into it in the first Avengers movie? Because well, I mean, no, they're they, they're going at it in that scene pretty hardcore. Yeah. Did they do? Was there another scene earlier in the film that I'm blanking? Well, I get no. If you're you're talking about specifically one against one another, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think that was probably you know there was there was the, uh, the kerfuffle when uh, when they find out you know Tony yeah, did the, you know it's like you created a you created an android robot trying to kill us. I guess android robots a little bit redundant, but anyway, <laughs> uh, let's talk what about was that, what was that line though from uh, <laughs> from uh, fucking. Uh, Hulk, I can't remember his name right now, but um, where he says like, uh, what does he say? He says something. And he's like, oh, you mean like a uh, killing, death killing robot or something like that? You know, like it was such a just sort of like little throwaway line, but I thought it was so funny at the time. There was some, there was some good, good ones of those. Uh, I can't remember the exact line. Hey, I'd say it, and we'd laugh. And no, laugh no. Well, and laugh. I, one thing I will say. So right after we walked out of the theater, I actually bumped into a, a couple of guys that I've, I've worked with, known for a long time. Uh, and they they were just asking how I liked it because they'd already seen it, and um, I didn't want to. You dodged. Uh, yeah, I did You're dodge. Like, well, we're getting ready to record our podcast, so we don't want to talk about it too. Yeah, because I mean, we're, we we are kind and of. That's legit. We, we we legitimately sort of stop ourselves from you know the 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 uh, instinct to be like, oh man, what you fucking think about that and this and this and this. But anyway, um, what I was uh, getting around to though is the fact that like you know I, I sort of. Um, 
when when he first kind of asked me, uh, ah, shit, I fucking lost my complete train of thought. What was it? Was okay, it we were that? talking about Vision, what Thor did with the hammer. They were fighting each other, uh, and that line from uh, from Ruffalo yeah. that we couldn't quite remember. Yeah, damn it. I'm sorry. Well, what did you think of Vision? Let's talk. Let's talk um, about that a little bit because I mean, you know, that I mean that's a pretty big deal. They introduced yeah. three new Avengers. Two of whom made it to the end of the film. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about Vision a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I, I love Paul Bettany. I think he's, I, do too. I, I I like him just in general. I yes, like. I think I the agree. first thing I ever saw him in was a Night's Tale, and I, know a lot of people think I, I love with that he, movie with Heath Ledger. With Heath Ledger, yeah, where they play like the the knights that you know kind of stole the identity of one of the guys, or whatever. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I that was like the first thing I really remember seeing him in. But then I've seen him in tons of stuff, you know, since then, and always really really liked him. Anyway, I thought he. He's, he, he has a great take, you know, like his 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 delivery. You know, you kind of have that sort of otherworldliness uh, other of him when he when he when he speaks and his presence and whatnot. I um, I, I kind of go back to my, my sort of hiccups, my, my problems with some of the way they did things. I didn't think that his creation was done all that well. Like I, I don't know, I just didn't. I, I felt like it should have had a little more weight to it or something, and it just sort of. Just happens, and then they're then he's then he is punched by you know by Thor, whoever it is, and then he stops, and you know I don't know, just it was it was sort of anticlimactic to to, to a certain degree. Okay. Um, but then I really did, I really dug the character. I just didn't get to see anywhere near enough of him. I, I agree with that because I I felt really the same way. I really liked I really liked the character. I really liked uh, what Bettany was doing with it. I mean. Like I, I giggled when I realized that Paul Bettany was doing the voice of Jarvis in the first Iron Man. Yeah, I was like, "It's Paul Bettany," because uh, I'm a big fan, also. Yeah, and, uh, and I was, I thought it was like, man, it's like, like it's yet another one of the gifts that Favreau have, has given us, you know. And I went back and watched the original Iron Man before we watched this because I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I, I thought, you know, I just want to kind of go back to where the Marvel Cinematic Universe started. And and just watch that movie one more time before I see this. I don't need to see everything because I've watched most of the other movies. Yeah. Uh, recently and multiple times, particularly the Phase Two stuff. But uh, I was just thinking about, you know, Favreau. Favreau did a pretty good job launching this boat. Oh yeah. And uh, and I was I was thinking during this film during Age of Ultron that. Uh, that Favreau pulling Bettany to do the voice of Jarvis, and that that leading to Bettany playing Vision. I'm like, which I, I don't. I, I, mean, I don't think Favreau could. I mean, maybe maybe he could, but I don't think Favreau could have foreseen that. Exactly. But that's what I was, I was just like, saying. Yeah. Man, thanks so much for casting that guy because I love the fact well, that Bettany's played Vision. It worked so well for you know for the the concept of Jarvis and everything, and, and, and you know that, that it worked. Perfectly well, and I do think that that's one of those happy accidents to a certain degree. Like it worked really well for what it was intended in that film, yep. and then lo and behold, what they end up doing with it. Now, from what I understand, and granted, my knowledge of the whole back history of this is, is if I ever did know it, has gone away a long time ago. But um, drugs, Tony. The way, <laughs> and it can't even be drugs. That's the problem. <laughs> it's not even drugs. <laughs> that's that's sadly the issue. Is that it can't be drugs or alcohol or anything else. But the um, the uh, the thing with that character is I, I get the from what I remember the creation of, of uh, Vision is 
very different than, and, you know, it was created by Hank Pym, I guess, right? Well, and it was Ultron? In, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, of uh, Vision. No, well, Hank Pym created Ultron in the comics. Ultron creates Vision. Uh, I thought they used Wonder Man's yeah, brain well, image okay. to, to... I thought Hank Pym yeah. created Vision and used Wonder Man's because uh, he was well, now, you're right, paralyzed or something or dying it, or something. It is, like, it is like, like... He does have like Wonder Man's brain synapses or something like that. But I was thinking that Ultron created him. Maybe, but maybe I, I'm confused. So there you go. I, might confusing, confusing, I'm, I might be confusing. I might be confusing that in Jocasta. And you know what? To be honest, it might even be that they've they've done. You know, oh. I mean, lo and behold, comics have actually changed things. That, you know. Well, time. I was going to say, I'm, I'm like that. I think that's the original. But I mean, they may have changed it up in the Ultimates. Uh, yeah. In the Ultimates. Speaking of Jocasta, uh, I was yawning during that moment, like where he's booting, like Tony's like booting up Friday. his new AI Friday. Yeah. But I thought, like, I just, I mean, because I literally saw it for a split second, but. I thought oh, one of those cars said Jocasta. Oh no shit! You know what? And I was like, ah. Oh, you, know, you know what? I think you might be right. Like that almost. I didn't. I didn't catch it. But yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's a good. That's a very good uh, possibility. Oh, but anyway, um, my uh, who did the voice of Friday? Do you know? Just wondering. I don't know. Okay. I'd have to look it up. The um, it's too bad one of us doesn't have an iPhone and isn't driving my a car. Dead. I'm gonna die while we were talking. Oh. The um, uh, damn it! I actually want to pause there for a second to point out that the the beginning of Thor's you know kind of nightmare vision mm-hmm. I actually th- found really funny. Like she tried to manipulate my mind. I doubt yes. a human could have resisted. Yeah. Fortunately, I am mighty. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, well, it was a good moment. I love that they take the piss out of Thor a bunch of times in the film. They do. I, and, and you know the. the the one, and we see it in that in that extended version of the trailer. But I, again, it it holds so much more weight when you see it in the context of everything going on. But it's you know the whole you pulling your weight, you pull you know and it, like they're trying to you know Iron Man and, and, and then Cap gets up there and you know and it, it just squeak just just barely moves and you see that like that look on Thor's uh, face like motherfucker yeah and then of course you know the I think again it is a little bit taking the piss out of him when when you know Vision. You know, holds up the hammer because it's got like saying, "Yeah, you're not, you're not the only one." You know, like. But that discussion, like, like, like the, at the end of the film, where they're kind of walking Thor out of the building, where he's going to yeah. take the, the Bifrost back. Yeah. And they're like, "You put the hammer on an elevator. The elevator goes up because <laughs> <laughs> it's a machine." I was I like dying, dude. I was just that like, was "Man, awesome. that, because, well, because for a second like, you don't know what you have those about. conversations. What? what if Wolverine's claws, <laughs> you know, stare Captain America's shield? I mean, like you yeah. have those conversations. Exactly. It was so." Okay. That was awesome. That was that was really good. I, I like that all the characters. My favorite thing of the entire movie was all of the characters felt very comfortable in their skin. Yeah. Like each actor felt. I, I don't know. They didn't feel like they were acting. Like you know, and, and I guess to a degree, they've been doing these these characters for so long yeah. to a certain degree. And it, it, it's, it's it felt very it felt very real. It just, you know, yeah, just gel. For what it is. I mean, we're in a world where fucking, you know... It's a flying city and I have a bow and arrow! <laughs> it's that kind of movie. Exactly. You know, exactly. something that I just thought of, based on what you were saying, you know, and this is something you and I have talked about, not in, not in relation to this, but it just dawned on me uh, how... You know, we've often talked about that, that, that advantage that TV shows have. Mm-hmm. You spend so much time with those characters. You know them so well. You know their idiosyncrasies. You know the little details that mean a lot to them. Yeah. And and it lets you do things that are very, very subtle. 
Uh, they, you can never get away with in a movie where you meet a character and are done with them in two sure. hours. And I was just thinking, the fact that they've managed to get these actors back for you know five and six movies, you know however long it is, yeah, for uh, for Robert Downey. Um, but uh, the fact that they're able to uh, to get all these actors back, it begins to kind of take on that thing that a TV show has, where you spend so much time with them that you, you do begin to have that level of uh, of intimacy and comfort yeah. and everything. And I hadn't I hadn't really thought about that in, in context of, yeah. of the MCU, but it's I, a factor. Uh, I, I will say, and this is just a, is a quick aside. It is the thing that when we, you and I, have talked personally, and we talked. I don't know if we talked really that much about it. Um, Recorded wise, but yeah, it, it does make me really um, wish, I guess, that I felt DC was doing the same thing with their stuff. Yeah, and I just don't get that impression. I just neither, I, I, and neither does uh, neither does Hollywood. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you you said that story, but I mean, we've been saying this since it got announced. You know, I, we, we, I was talking about you know we were talking about it the other day, and I was saying you know look, the very first. The very first instance that we have when when they when essentially uh, like a, a month prior to the announcement of all of the fucking DC you know movies coming out was that was the first time we even hear that Batman's gonna be in the movie you know and then the next it was at that time Man of Steel two or whatever and we find out Batman's gonna be in it and then less than a month later we're like ah oh, we're gonna do a bunch of fucking movies and they're all it's all gonna be one big world and you know and it just it it felt very reactionary. It did not feel like somebody sat down, planned something out, like a Kevin Feige or somebody, you know, yeah. who sat down and said, okay, what have we got so far? Okay, what, what, you know, how can we make these all work together? And, um, and really planned it out. I don't, I never got that impression. And I'm really sad about it because, to be honest, as, as much as I love the Marvel Universe, I, I love just as much the DC Universe yes. stuff and, and would love to see like I'll be honest, I'd love to see a Justice League movie that is of the caliber of like Avengers one and two. Well, that's, that's and I don't. I, 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 yes. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to poo poo it too much because I, yeah, I realize we're way away from that. But I don't. I don't have the confidence right now that that is going to happen. I, I that's. I, I agree with you because I want. I want those subtle moments. I, I want. I want somebody that you know kind of understands uh, Justice League to, uh, to to helm it up because I want. I want that. I want that moment. You know, like at the end of like, at the end of like the uh, like the second or third Superman solo film, he shows up in the Batcave and he hands a lead box to, to Bruce and says, "Listen, I think you need to hang on to this. In, in light of what happened, I think you should have this. And you know, wait till I'm gone to open it." And he opens it up and it's a fucking kryptonite ring and. And then, you know, like, three movies down the line, something happens, like, Superman, like, loses his cool, like, he's, like, losing his shit, yeah. and getting, like, really angry, and everybody's like, what the fuck do we do? And you just see Batman's hand go to his belt. Yeah. And it just stays there until, the, until like, he cools out, you know? Yeah. And, like, nobody says anything about it, but you know. Yeah. You know well, what's I mean, going on. It's, it's, I want those moments. And absolutely. It's like, if you don't plan ahead for that kind of thing... I don't. I don't think you can execute it as well. I don't think you can either, especially if it's like I don't know. I don't. I think they could have worked from. Or, yeah, I say could. I mean, they're fucking doing it. That's not you know whatever. But like working from Man of Steel as a as a first step is not would not probably been of how I would have done it personally. Right. But it's okay. Thinking of that as the Iron Man for their universe, I you I could from there. you could build from there. 
But I think you then have to be very, very aware of every decision going forward. And it seems pretty clear that by the time like Iron Man two rolled around, they were thinking big. They already were. They were already. They were already building the the sort of the world around and yeah. and they had even though all we really got was like matter of fact I think this is the, the better way to have done it we just get those little cameos uh, those little in tag scenes at the very end that were just like a little thing like you know uh, we're thinking about doing the Avengers Initiative or oh you know Doctor there's a, another uh, doctor I think you'd like to talk to or whatever all the little scenes that tie Hulk and Iron Man and Thor all together um, really but just in a very very small way yeah and that gives you time to sort of figure it out. As opposed to now, it's just like, let's have fucking Batman in it. Well, wait a minute, what's the greatest Batman superstore? That's fucking Dark Knight Returns. Let's fucking do that. Well, what happens at the end of that? Oh, don't, yeah, I mean, well, no, we, can't, we can't do the whole thing. Of course not. You know, that's what we talked about. It's like, when Snyder works from source material and not his own stuff, a.k.a. fucking Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Um, you, when he works from someone else's material, I think he can be pretty brilliant. You know, I agree. Uh, Three hundred, I love Watchmen is amazing. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's not the problem. And, and, and so, in my mind, I kind of thought, okay, well, maybe this won't be so bad because he's working from ostensibly some some you know amazing source material. Yeah. But then you realize he's going to have to change it. I feel like fairly drastically to make it work. For what they're doing, yeah. If, that again, that I'm sort of like, okay, well, so now we're going to be changing it, and, and it, that's going to be up to him. And I'm not sure he's if, up uh-oh. to it. Well, yeah. If Dark Knight Returns is like how you establish the relationship between Batman and Superman, as opposed to like here's like the final push pin in their relationship. Well, and like here's it's it's almost like Dark Knight Returns really is kind of that like like you say it's, it's almost like they're their final, you know, kind of thing. But you're somehow making you're changing that to make like the first interaction. Ah, yeah. you know. I don't know. That's what worries me. But uh, not to, I didn't mean to get off that for that it's long a, on that. A, but it's, it's just the whole... I, I really have been... I've always been just so pleased with how Marvel has handled the the world, you know, yeah. the cinematic universe that, they, that they've that they done. Well, and the, um, the fact even, that, even with the even few... Like, and I'm sorry, just real no, quick. No, no, even no, with the few ahead. hiccups here or there. Like, you know, and, and we, we, we bash on Iron Man 3, but, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's fine. That's fine. Thor 2 is not... I mean, Thor, Thor 2 is not a great film. It was, you know? it was a letdown, too. Yeah. But, but even that, it's the thing, it's just like, ah, you know, I think... But Thor 2's got better. Natalie Portman in it. And so, which is never... Yeah, you, know. you cannot have enough Natalie Portman um, inside you. The... Um, I know what it but means. <laughs> the um, I don't know why it went bad voice there, but yeah. anyway, um, I, I, well, the, the thing that I just wanted yeah. I just wanted to say is that if anything, I think that this movie, I think that Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. I think it's very very emblematic of why the Marvel method, the Marvel film method, the Marvel movie method, because uh, you you know Stan Lee loves his alliteration just like <laughs> me. Um, that's probably why I like my alliteration so much. It's is because very boss fucking yeah. Stanley, man. Anyway, but uh, the Marvel movie method, the the fact that they said, okay, our our, our cinematic universe is going to be different than the comics. It's not going to be a one to one continuity. We're going to change things, like Tony Stark creates Ultron instead of fucking Hank Pym and stuff like that. They change stuff, but to itself, the spirit is still the spirit is still the same. Yeah. To itself, it is it, it is you know an ongoing continuity. Because you want to see those things. I mean, I guarantee you, I guarantee you at some point, somebody that's in an Avengers film, 
Uh, okay, like fucking Steve Rogers. He's going to try to get an apartment in Brooklyn. He's going to have some sort of legal problem. And he's going to show up at fucking Nelson and Murdoch and <laughs> need their fucking legal help. I guarantee you that shit will happen at some point. And you might, be, you might have that might be a pretty high hope, but okay. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, but anyway, my, my point is that, uh, you know, because I mean, what would Captain America be Daredevil's help for anything? But Steve Rogers might need a lawyer's help with something at some point. <laughs> My, but anyway, the thing that I'm saying is that it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding and fun to to have that shared continuity, and you know, to hear. Well, I think that that article from the Hollywood Reporter uh, that I sent to you. You know, DC talked about. Well, you know, we've got a very filmmake filmmaker centric strategy, and and that sounds that sounds great. I mean, to say it out loud, you know, look, we really want you know we want to put unique filmmakers in charge of our properties and let them do what they want. I'm like, you know, that could lead to some great films. I'm not denying that. But it's not going to lead to the great to the great shared universe yes, yeah. that Marvel has. Because, you know, different filmmakers will have different takes on characters, like the Joker, or, or you know, or whatever. And, like, you know, the Joker from Suicide Squad may in no way <laughs> match up with the Batman that we see in Batman vs. Superman. I mean, yeah. like, you know, it could, be, it could be one of those things where, like, I can never see that Joker... Uh, going up, of, going yeah. up against Affleck's Batman ever. Yeah, and so that's I mean, like individually, those movies may be great, but you know, making great movies that also that's breathe the, the same air like Marvel has done, I, I want that from DC because Age of Ultron has so many payoff moments. That well, have that, been building up for you know for two phases of films now. That's the biggest thing for me though is, is I sort of feel like some some studio execs you know at Warner Brothers yeah. think that it's like we we want to give the filmmaker the, the right let them do what they want to do with the character yeah. and and you know that's more important. It's it's as if to say that you can't make both happen. You can't make a right. shared universe where look we have. I mean because. Let's be honest with you. I guarantee you it goes through rewrites. I guarantee you the studio has say in what happens in the film, no matter what. Sure. You know, even no matter how much freedom they give them, they're still going to have the the end say on certain things. So why not just say like, you know, hey, we're going to have we've got this person who has come up with the overall like story points we got to hit. Like, yeah. the these things have to be constants in all, in all of your worlds. And, and, da, da, and da, there's da, one and thing here. That we think we need to steer you off if we, of because if we if we do this, yes. then we lose this thing that we're going to plan or for over here exactly, or and, and potentially helps figure those things out for them. Say like you know, hey, you know, watch the film here. Something I don't know if you know over here, our movie is doing this that would conflict. What would you say about changing or Can we go a different? And, and instead of being like, you know, I don't want to fucking you know change my pictures, I almost think as long as the decisions are made, you know, with with everything in mind, I think that those could be. Good, you know, to, to the end product. I, I'm yeah. sure you know filmmakers would always say, I, "I have a vision and I want it to be what it is." But, you know, but I have a vision. Everybody has. <laughs> everybody has. It's like I'm riding in the car with Daniel Kaiser. I, that, that was my fault. I just said a, a word. The, uh, <laughs> the the whole point is, I think I think if they had somebody like like a Kevin Feige or somebody who really is sort of writing over top of everything and just sort of saying, okay. Great, great, great. Oh, wait a minute. That we're going to have to look at. Let's see what we can do. Da, da, da. Here, 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 here. You know, and it's... I just... I don't know why there's this sense that it can only be one or the other. It can't be both. Because it obviously can be both. I don't I don't think the teams that are working on the Marvel movies think that they're not making great, great films. 
I think that they think they're probably making awesome films, you know? They are. Uh, yeah. By and so. large, they are. Well, especially I mean, especially if your last name is Whedon or Russo. Yeah. You're doing yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, or Gunn. Yes. Gunn is doing quite well for himself. So, as we come to the end here, uh, we, one thing we haven't really talked about, I just want to touch on real quickly, is... The, uh, the we aren't allowed to use the M word mutants in the film. The uh, the Maximoff twins, of course. Uh, you and I know that that town that got lifted off. Sorry, uh, that town that you know that that, uh, that got lifted off. Yeah. We both know that that should have just continued on right into orbit and become asteroid M, <laughs> and everything could have been fine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what, what did you think of? We talked a little bit about uh, Quicksilver. I actually. But what did you think about the twins? I really. Aside from, I wasn't crazy about their accent. I thought their accent felt very, you know, uh, what's that? That fucking cartoon with the with the moose, moose and squirrel, moose and squirrel with uh, Boris and Natasha. Boris and Natasha. It felt a bit like that, but but anyway, I actually thought um, the Olsen girl. I thought she did a, gr- a good job of the character. Yeah. I liked her in the character. I actually believed her in the character yeah. when she wasn't speaking. I did, and so I I actually really liked Quicksilver. Yeah, I actually thought. As much as I like the kid who, or Evan the guy Peters. who plays it, uh, he was great, and yeah. I think his take on it for that movie was perfect. I like this one just as much. Like yeah. I, I really do for for having. I mean, he didn't have a ton of stuff, but I like that they that they played him for you know it was he was funny but not goofy. You know it, he he had some pretty cool powers, and and also I like the fact that he wasn't. I, I always like how they kind of play it so. People are, they're still sort of equal, even though, you know, you know the big players and whatnot. Like, he can still, I mean, he fucking, he's fucking punching Cap and punching Ultron, and, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he, he's going toe to toe with these guys. So I, I liked that. And it, and it felt believable, it didn't feel, you know, out of place. I, I dug it. I thought they actually did a really good job. What, what about you? I, I agree. I, I like both of them a lot. I thought the characters came off very, very I'm, well. I'm really disappointed we're not going to see him again. I am I'm disappointed. I mean, I'm well, I mean, yeah, you never know. He, he did have about 18 bullet Listen, holes in him. So. That's true, but I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but Phil Coulson was, like, missing a heart. That's <laughs> true. And, and 90% of his chest cavity. Although, admittedly, it took a lot to explain that one, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll give Quicksilver a TV show, too. You don't know. They're know. spinning off. They're spinning off. Like, Mockingbird and her man, they're going to get a show. and Everybody gets a show now. Everybody gets a show. You get a show. You get a show. Um, but I did. I, I like I liked the twins quite a bit. That worked out great. I'm very yeah. excited about Scarlet Witch uh, being I like a her, member of the team. I, I, I like the fact that her and Vision kind of have a moment, you know, kind of hints oh, yeah, at yeah, you know, yeah. the long, yeah. long-term romance that that could lead to. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and then, I get, you know, we, one thing we didn't really talk a lot about, we touched on a little bit, was Spader as Ultron. Yeah. But he was a fucking great casting choice. He was an amazing casting choice. I... I, I wish they had maybe gone for one or two more uh, more intense moments with him and maybe one or two less comedic kind of things. I yeah. just feel like it would have made him... Now, I'm not even saying that they did it outside of his character in the, in the comic. I, no, I actually I, think... I, I think it's I pretty, think they stayed very accurate, too, but I, I just... think it's pretty good, actually. I think just personally, from a, from a movie viewing standpoint, it would have maybe made it just a, an air more threatening 
Yeah. You know, in, in he, the he end never quite, scheme of things. He never quite got to, like, Darth Vader, like, where you're, like, really, like, you don't it, want to get, you don't, well, you really don't want to get on the same Star Destroyer as this guy. And, and you know, it's the same way. Because he'll just fucking kill you as soon as look at it, you. It's the same way, although even to more of a point with Loki. I mean, Loki, we kind of know, and it's a much more, um, there, there's, you know, there, or not say much more, but there's just a, you know, a different kind of line that he's going down. But, you know, he, I think a lot of people sort of felt like, to a certain degree, that he was sort of... He wasn't super threatening right. in, in the first one, even though he's kind of the main villain. It really just ends up being just the mass Chitari army yeah. that's coming after them is is the the assistance of bad guys. But it, that's the thing. It's more to the do with villain, the fact that Loki just doesn't particularly give a shit about humans. And it really had more to do with the fact that that is about, that is about the Avengers yeah. coming together as a team. And so the... The villain was kind of less important to that movie. And if you don't as, have to set up the villain because you already yeah. know who Loki is, yes. you're that much farther ahead of the game. Exactly. And so that's that's why that one worked. That one I was I had less of a problem with. Yeah. I, I just I did sort of feel like they didn't. I don't know that honestly that they gave Spader enough. Like, I, I really even though he had some just great lines and interaction, he wasn't on screen. I mean, like him voicing Ultron wasn't on there. A ton, you I, know. I mean, maybe this yeah. is going off of memory from him just seeing it. I, I will tell you. Let me just. Oh, this is what I was trying to say earlier, and I'm so sorry. I just no, go right ahead. The um, I can just spit on you now. It's okay. The because um, you know if you're into that, I know a girl. <laughs> the um, you know, in all seriousness, the thing I was going to say earlier when I was talking about seeing my friends out of the out of the comic book shop was that um, I need. This is the first time in a long time that I felt like I need to go see that movie again. Yeah, yeah, yeah soon yeah. because. Because of the the speed of everything, and because of a few of the choices of things, I felt like I probably missed more. I agree. In this film, than I felt in a long time. Like there was one other movie, and I'm it's, it's, I'm, it's I'm losing it right now. But there was another movie I felt this way about where things happened so quickly, and it was so dense. You know, there's so many things going on right. that I was just like, okay, who? You know, and I felt, uh, not like, you know, I didn't know what was going on in the movie, but I, I really do feel like there's a lot of little moments and little things that I missed the first time around. So I'm actually more interested in going back and seeing this uh, again. Uh, again soon. You know, like normally I'd say, like, ah, okay, cool, I can't wait to see it on, on, on Blu-ray. I, I don't go to see a lot of movies in theater a second time anymore. You know, we used to we used to do that a lot That back used to be day, our trademark. Yeah, you used to do that a lot. And nowadays, you know, just... Time and stuff like that, and, and 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 whatnot. You know, just I'm like, well, I, I'm I, now I can't wait to see it on Blu-ray. Get it on Blu-ray. We'll watch it a million times there. Yeah. This one, I don't know. I may actually make the the the, the trip back out to a theater because I don't know that I can wait the three or four or five months, whatever it is, till the. Actually, I guess it'll probably be the end of the year. They usually pull these till the end of the year. But Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, I'm probably going to end up seeing it again because I think Shelley and I are going to go. Yeah. But. Um, final thoughts on on Spader's Ultron. I think my favorite scene. With him is where they um, they're going after the vibranium from uh, from Claw, and um, and uh, he um, he says something he, he says he says that line I can't quite remember what it is, but Andy Serkis you know says Tony Stark used to say that to me, oh, and yeah, Ultron no. like loses his shit, yeah. you know. He's like, you know, don't and you... Claw loses his arm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what do you know? It worked out well for everybody. But that that scene where you really kind of see, where you really kind of see that that whole like 
Oedipal complex, that yeah. thing where Ultron hates his creator. He hates being compared to him. And that he's got this sort of inferiority complex, cuts the guy's arm off, laughs about it. And that's the thing. In a lot of ways, Ultron is sort of the shadow reflection of Stark, his inability to take things seriously. Yeah. Um, the I'm, fact that Stark has, you know, fucking daddy issues. Yeah. I mean, there... I totally and I think it's totally valid. Like people who say like some of the base, some of the best Ant Man stuff, some of the best Hank Pym stuff came from the fact that he created Ultron and all of the drama that ensued. And I'm not taking away from that at all. And if you're like, oh look, they're introducing Ant Man later this summer, they could have somehow they could have done it. Worked, yeah. Like I totally get all that, but I think that for the change that they made, saying that we're going to have Iron Man create Ultron, I think they really they did made job. the most of it. The- and that scene was really emblematic of, yeah. I guess, what I kind of thought Ultron was going to be in my mind. I agree. And I, and I agree with you that there were other times where uh, that's a, like he just didn't kill enough people for me to re- really yeah. like necessarily fear him as a bad guy. Yeah. Or, I mean, or, or even just like, the, joke, stuff, like, like you, the Joker in the Dark Knight. Yeah. I mean, like in in the Dark Knight, I mean, like one of the first things they have Heath Ledger's Joker do is like kill a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Just like, you know, right fucking, off the bat. Just right the off tone. the bat. Kill a bunch of people. Yeah. And... And it will it will cause the audience to look at you a certain way. I never had that reaction to yeah. Ultron, and so I, I get what you're saying. But in terms of the characterization, oh yeah, outside of that one aspect, I loved I, what they did. I tell you, I think I just hit upon while you while you're talking about that, you, you made me sort of realize something. I like, I really love where Ultron ends up. Mm-hmm. I think where my problem comes is. We have no evolution to a degree. Okay. He just, which is ironic, is, given the fact that you know what he's trying to do. Well, and also <laughs> the fact that you know every time he creates a new body, you know, like you know that that's kind of his. That's when you know some somebody was reading an article. They put it really well. It's kind of like the doctors, you know, in Doctor Who. That's exactly. Like the, the personality. Yeah, every sort personality of is, is slightly, slightly you know, and and Ultron's sort of that same way because Ultron's had a, a lot of different versions, and you know, and, and every time it's sort of been slightly different and whatnot. But anyway, what I was going to say was, you know. It's like you can tell from the very, very first words Ultron speaks, which is, what is that? You know, where am I? And he, he, kind of, he has this sort of like snide, snarky sort of take right off the bat. You don't, he, even in that little bit, he's at the end of that little four or five minute thing when he, you know, kills uh, kills off uh, Jarvis, theoretically or supposedly. Yes. Kills in quotes. Yes. Um you can't hear quotes over the radio. The um, you have to say it you like have to this. say it like this. The um, but anyway, like I felt like that happened way too quick. Like I, I really agree, wish yeah. I wish we would have just seen. I wish we'd seen what like you remember when we first watched the very first trailer and I said like I bet you know that's going to be Ultron. That's the evolution. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like which I I, I think it's proved pretty. pretty yeah, you, right you were on dead that. on. You were dead and, on. But I really did. But think, the timing was a little bit off. I will say I wish that would have been something a little more of like him coming out and maybe not being as just right off the bat threatening. I'm going to, okay, so we're, I got to get rid of all of you. And been a little bit more like I'm just doing what I was programmed to do and then maybe seen like an evolution of that into this yeah. sort of more psychoticness. It's, it, I almost felt, felt like they went into it too full force. Like he and just, so it, he just like, you know, comes like, like, it's comes like out popping of the out of the womb, you Boom, know, fully born. Time to fully, kill humanity. Exactly. I, 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 I think it would have done more for me to, and, and and I also think it would just give them time to do some things. Like like to be honest with you, have him say something like him come out, and he's like, 
um, he does something through the internet. Like, he shuts off something that ends up killing a million people. You know, like... But it's benign. Shuts off power. He shuts off power to something because there's going to be a nuclear thing, and it ends up somehow killing, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, but, you know, but but saves the... the, the, uh, But he sees it as a good thing. He's like, oh, I'm just protecting, you know, the... I, I did the numbers, I did the calculations, and they're like, you can't fucking do that kind of thing. Like... That would, and then it grows into this like, well, you just don't know what you need to do. You, you, you can't make the tough choices. Right. I would have liked to have seen something along those Some, lines. An evolution of his thinking. That, that's Com- me coming to the conclusion that humanity needs to be eradicated for peace to happen. Yes, rather than just knowing it from the onset. Exactly. Kind of yeah. coming to a realization that you know the thing that he that that you know they're saying they need to save is what is causing the problem that they're saying they want to have or the yeah, the, the, the 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 end result. So it, I'll be honest with you, I would love. I think this movie could benefit maybe more than any movie I've thought of in a long time from a decent extended edition. Yeah. Something where we get to see more interaction like and, and who knows, maybe maybe they have shot stuff, maybe they haven't, you know, but if they have more material and they just needed to try to get it into a, a more manageable, you know, two and a half it's funny when we think two and a half hours is probably more manageable, but I guarantee yeah, you the yeah, first cut was probably three or four hours. I would love to see them give Spader more time as Ultron. I'd like to see I, you know, I think they gave Hawkeye a fair amount of time. I do. I agree. I think they gave um Black Widow and Hulk a, a, a fair amount of time. Yeah, I I don't think we saw Cap as much as I would have liked to have seen. Quite, uh, you know. Although well, I do think that he served a, the the right purpose and he, he nailed it as far as that. Honestly, the one who got shortchanged is probably Thor. Really, Thor. I, I, exactly. I although. I don't know that I see in my head what I think that they would do more with him in this film for, but, I, but now I'm thinking about it, I'm not sure they do that with Cap either. Yeah. But I do can definitely see in my head what they could have done more with. Um, I, I could have seen even more of the twins, although I think they did an okay job. I, I, I will say, again, some of my hiccups are like they just... They just inherently believe that this guy is, is you know fighting you know for the right things and join up with him. In two seconds, um, which seems to run kind of counter to the whole thing where they're being held prisoner, you know, at, in, in the tag scene at yes. uh, of Winter. Yeah, uh, there's a, a lot soldier? of little. Yeah, yeah, it was, that was at the end of. Yeah, wasn't it? I, I can't. Whatever the tag scene is, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember if it was Winter Soldier. Yeah, although I think it was. although I suppose it's also possible that you know there's been use of the uh, there's been use of the of Loki's scepter, the mind gem. Yeah, that you know we haven't seen or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I, I do like how that just pops in and out though when it's needed, like when Claudia Cam when the Doctor Show, you know, like he's like, like we need, need it now, done, so okay, like, Loki Pokey Stick. But um, but anyway, I, that there was a lot of things like that that I think would do it, it, you, you could do the movie an immense justice by expounding on some of those uh, some of those things. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know that 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 is like my final take on the movie. Like our, our our sort of final say on everything. I really like the movie. I, I I gotta be honest. Like sitting in there seeing the things that we saw. I just I'm like this is so fucking cool. Yeah. I I you know we said it before with with Avengers and, and a lot of these other movies. I just I never never would have fathomed I'd see the the probably going to go on to be you know the highest grossing or definitely one of the highest grossing films of all time and it's a fucking team up superhero movie and, and it's not the first one it's the second one we're, and we're going to get another one and we've got more we got this world that we can go to I love 
love that. Me too. The 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 part that I would say is from a technical standpoint, not like technical like special effects, but from like a logistically looking at it, I felt like there was some storytelling choices and some some dialogue that I didn't care for. I felt like uh, I felt like a lot of the dialogue fell a little flat, uh, especially in the first half of the movie. Second half of the movie, not so much. But the first half of the movie, I felt like there was a lot of not even just the jokes, but just some of the dialogue felt. Um, just, it was, in my opinion, just was not done well. Uh, not the delivery, just the written words. I get you. And then I do feel like the, and I keep wanting to say pacing, but it wasn't the pacing. But it was just the um, sort of rushedness of certain scenes. The way it felt like it felt like they just didn't feel like they had the time to expound on something, so they just didn't. And and if you do that every once in a while, it's okay. They did it far too much in this movie for my liking. Like it was just not. Um, it 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 began to detract from the movie for me. Like right. it actually, it began to actually kind of make me go like, "Damn it, I I, I really want to like this part." And I'm kind of like sitting here, all I can sit here and think is like, "Why aren't you talking about this? Why aren't you doing this? Why why aren't we seeing more of this part? Why are we, you know what I mean?" It just it left too many uh, too many little holes that, for for the caliber of this movie that the that it uh, should be in, in to my mind. Right. Um, I think uh, I, I think final thoughts are. I really I love the movie. Um, you know, we've kind of talked about. I, I think we're kind of on the same page with you know things that we thought didn't work as well uh, that that did come up short a little bit. Uh, great action, a lot of action. Like if you didn't yeah. get enough Hulk in the first movie, there's plenty in this one. Yeah, the Hulkbuster fight is Africa got enough of the Hulk. In this movie. <laughs> I believe it, son. Uh, but and then actually, I tell you what, that leads me to like the last thing I'll say. I got a real strong sort of thematic vibe that this film is about uh, like America foreign policy vis-a-vis foreign wars. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a real strong undercurrent of oh we're here to help and yeah. we destroyed your city. Yeah. Sorry. Although you know I gotta be honest this is maybe the most uh, well I shouldn't say like the one thing I did think is funny so when they're in South Africa they, they level you know the, the city and then when they're yeah. in South Korea like you know Everybody gets saved and pushed out of the way of the train. So it was, it was a little. It was a little. It, it, it was almost as if they were like trying to get across the point that they've learned, right. you know, and, and they're trying to be more careful now. But they didn't really expound on that, you know. But I, yeah. I do agree that that it was very much. It, it, honestly, though, it, it's it, that is one of those things that like you're watching one of these movies, and you're like, like you watch Superman, you watch Man of Steel. Millions of people would have had to die for what happens in Man of Steel, and they don't ever really. Yeah. You know, they, they show the, the, the building almost crashing on a few people, but you never really see that. Not like I want to see people getting crushed to death. But, I mean, you got to know that that happens. Yeah. And it does, and, you know, just kind of makes you, like, at least they sort of address that a little bit in that, that you know, although really all they do is just say, yeah, the reports, they're all over you. You know, they don't even really go into it too much, but it's, it's quite obvious that they're not um, pleased with the, the situation. Yeah, the... the uh the the, P, the PR team's got they're working overtime. They're working overtime on that one. But uh, anyway, that was just that was just sort of a random thought that I, yeah, uh, I had as well. I really liked the movie overall. There were some fun moments. There were some poignant moments. And you know, if, although he didn't spend a lot of, although I think that you know he was he was sort of the uh, the, the guy that didn't get a lot to do in this movie, uh, being Thor. He does have the pivotal role, and like during his vision. 
there's like a flash. I'm like, I see Infinity Gems. Yeah. And uh, and then you know comes back and there's that whole kind of very odd sequence where he goes and looks up uh, Stellan Skarsgård and they go find you know the Vision Well. Yeah. And Skarsgård throws him in and Getting yeah. sort of kind of came again, kind of came that out. That was like, like no, like it was it was like one of those things. Where, like I wish, I wish that uh, I wish. That was one of those things that just sort of like happened, and I'm yeah. like, you could have set that up a little bit more. That, 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 I'm telling you, go, when you go back and watch it, no, there's like three, don't four lie things. Me, like there's that. like a bunch of things like that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. but anyway, the point is that 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 scene where he, he goes, he, he kind of like goes back into the vision. He sees the Infinity Gems, and you just see this murky shape behind them. Now it looks like the Infinity Gauntlet. I'm not gonna lie, and you, I was like, Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Gauntlet. Totally saw the gems, and I didn't quite catch that until you you elbowed me. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh shit, you know, like you kind of put it together. The Gauntlet, and then come back to the, the Gauntlet. Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then, the uh, and then it comes back. Uh, it comes back at the end of the film, and and you see you see fucking Thanos grab the gauntlet, okay. and I was like, finally, we're back to a taxi that actually moves things forward. Well, you know, were you not a little surprised we didn't get a, a one? That tag scene was probably the shortest we've ever had. It was. It was just open to a gauntlet, which granted, I mean, granted, we're seeing the fucking Infinity Gauntlet for the first time. I mean, at least the, the gauntlet. And, and Thor's like, well, it was he say, well, I guess I'll have to do it myself or something. Fine, I'll do it lines. myself. Fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, why were you so fucking lazy at this point anyway? You know, but it, whatever. Um, Thanos doesn't like to get his hands dirty until he does. But, like, that was a that was a cool scene, but it was real brief. And then we don't get we didn't get anything else after that. We didn't get any even at the very end of the credits. They've, we just got there will be another Avengers. That's or right. Like they, that. They've got us spoiled with all like these two tag scenes. Uh, you know, and, and maybe it is smart. At some point they have to do it. But it's like if you're going to do it, it's on the big pulling everybody together movies. You would think. You think? But maybe maybe that's, maybe that's actually. Would you have it. taken a shawarma scene instead? Yeah, I never really dug the shawarma scene, so yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe if they had done that, I'd just been like, ah, I wish they should have just left it the other way. You're probably right. Maybe they did another. Maybe they went maybe, back. Maybe to they did you more. a service. They may may have. Uh, but they came back to that. Oh, and then the last thing prediction: the uh, the Ultron unit. Avengers that, three. They'll yes, do a third one. They, yes, they will. You know, the Russo God. brothers are going to be very busy because they've got Cap three followed immediately by Avengers Wars one and two. Well, the good thing though, what? they'll probably be able to shoot a lot of that. I mean, honest to goodness, there'll probably be a lot of that. I'd, I'd say they'll shoot at the same time. Very at possibly least, well, at least I, certain pieces, like things that tie the two together, if if they're yeah. in fact are, which I'm assuming they're. Well, let's see, Cap. Oh, okay, before we go to that, real fast, last thing: the Ultron it's unit like that crashes years. into the bridge of the Helicarrier. Yeah. That is how Ultron survives. My prediction is that, that was that, an odd scene. It was yeah, like they they yeah, made uh-huh. such a point of it, and it really had no real reason to be a, a, a serious threat. You know, I think that what I that, would have loved to have just seen a little like wire reach over into a groove and just like go down. Just and maybe yeah. it happens, and we just miss it. You know, or something like. So. I think they're going to come back to that though. Like I think they put yeah. that like it, it's like that moment in Star Trek too, where they're like, "Listen, uh, maybe you've mind meld with McCoy before you go into the fucking uh, yeah, radiation yeah. chamber." But um, I think that uh, I think that 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 moment is in there because. You know, like that robot. You know, I don't collide with the computer, but like maybe it gets like a data spike or you know something like that. Yeah. But in some way, like Ultron, like a piece of Ultron, managed to get into the helicarrier systems, and that's how he lives on. Yeah. Because Ultron yeah. always lives on. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it, although it's it is kind of ridiculous to think that with with his. Uh, 
intertwined in the world's networks as he was for this whole movie that he wouldn't exist somewhere already anyway. That's true. He's, he's on my neighbor's you know computer right now. Just sitting he's in there your neighbor's dormant. lawnmower. He's in your John Deere tractor, yeah, yes. blowing up your planet. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Cap, okay, so Ant-Man's later this year. Yeah. Cap 3 is next year, it's 2016. Yeah. And then I think Infinity War Part 1 is 2018 well, and Part 2 is 2019. And what else is next year? What is uh, the Marvel movie next year? Because we got Avengers and uh, or Ultron and uh, Ant-Man and then we got year, Cap and... I can't remember what else is next year. Is well, it, if it's is, Cap, it's probably another sm- maybe slightly smaller is one. Is it Black it? Panther? Is Black is Panther... It? I don't think... Yeah, well, we'll have to figure it out. Somebody, yeah. somebody listening to this probably knows already. But anyway... The the main storyline seems to be going through Cap and then into yeah. Infinity War and Cap is uh, Cap is next year and then we'll have a whatever's in 2017 I'm not sure what it is yeah and then and, and at that point too we'll I don't have, I don't know when Thor Ragnarok is either maybe Thor Ragnarok's in that might be the other that one. might be seven we'll have we'll have Cap and and at that point too we'll also sort of have a better idea of the DC stuff too so very true it'll be really interesting to see how uh, how those how those go go toe to toe. Yes, indeed. Well, that was cool. That was a good one. I agree. Fun. This has been the Drive Home Breakdown, and thank you for watching our episode on Avengers Age of Ultron. It was good to be back in the car after a long absence, and uh, and you know that we do episodes in the studio and, and try to keep current with what's going on in news and trailers and commentaries and all that, but what we really started the show for, what we really like doing is is talking movies on that drive home and it was so great to get back into that and kick things off with the summer movie season of 2015 and it was a great movie to do it with stay tuned for lots more there's a lot of great movies coming out this year and uh, we're going to see as many of them as we possibly can so keep watching drivehomebreakdown.com or you can follow us on twitter at breakdown show We're going to have more news and updates for you there. You can let us know what you thought of the movie. Let us know what you thought of the podcast. We're always excited to hear what you guys have to say. Let us know if we missed anything, if we missed any Easter eggs or any characters that showed up in the film and uh, we forgot to talk about those. We know there's a lot of stuff there. There's definitely things that we probably missed. So let us know if, uh, if you spotted any of those. Also, let us know what you are going out to the theater to see this summer. There's a lot of really interesting and cool movies coming out, and we are curious to find out which of those the Drive Home Breakdown audience is most interested in seeing. We're putting together right now sort of our summer watch list that'll have the movies that we're planning to check out, and that'll be posted soon over at drivehomebreakdown.com. All right, I'm out of here for Tony Grice and myself, Excelsior! Excelsior!